Hello, Kryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, with my co-host, Jake Jabarelli. Today, he's going to be hosting the podcast. So, we got the top 10 crypto and the crypto news of the day. So, stay tuned, enjoy, like, subscribe, check us out on YouTube and Discord. With that said, until next time, enjoy. Uh, we, we're not streaming, are we? No, just record and just drop it in. Yeah, no yeah. Okay. All right, so I will do a countdown, and then we'll start. Ready? Okay. Five, four. Hey, Cryptonauts, this is Jake Jabarelli, Jabarelli.com. I got to start that over again. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was doing it. I was trying to deliberately go slow, and I fucked my head. How about how about uh, Jabarelli from C3Media.Tech? I I'll I'll try. Okay. That's I know it's I know it's hard to break. I know I know. I gotta write it down so I, I make sure I do it right. Tech. Um, I, I see Jack. This is Jack Jabarelli of com, but it, uh, it's. It's C3 media. All right, but I, but that's how am I going to do that properly? Ah, I'll just try it. We'll see how it goes. All right, so five, four. Hey, Cryptonauts, this is Jake Jabarelli of C3media.tech. Welcome to the latest podcast. Today we'll be talking about the top 10 cryptocurrencies, as you can see on your screen right now. The overall market cap, remember to pick up your candies and then we'll get to the news. So let's talk about what's going on with the market. Right now, the top 10 on the market here is Bitcoin. Bitcoin's currently at about 33,700. It's been doing pretty well. It's actually been coming up a lot. You can see here the seven days is, is back up again. This is very good. Pretty much everything is going back up again after that fall over the last uh, month or so. Ethereum currently at 2,135, also back up. You can see the seven day at the 14%. Ethereum, uh, pardon me, Tether doesn't change. It's a stable coin, so we're gonna ignore that. Binance coin is at 300, almost even. It's not doing quite as well. It's actually a little bit low. It's one of the, one of the few that's not doing that great. Cardano is currently at $1.22. It's also up just a little bit over the last seven days. Um, XRP or Ripple is the sixth position right now. It is also not doing that great. It's up a little bit over its last seven days. USD coin, also a stable coin. Don't care about that. Doesn't change in value. Uh, Dogecoin is kind of back where it was. It, it's it's doing okay. Obviously, you can see over the 10 days, it's about 10% up. But it's <laughs> far cry from where it was, right? Uh, everybody remembers it was at 72 cents. Uh, I know a lot of people want to go, want to go back to there. Polkadot's are number nine right now, and it's at $13.44. It's up about the same amount Doge is, about 12% here. Um, BS, Binance USD is also a stable coin, so we're going to ignore it and just go to the 11th one here with Uniswap. Uniswap is currently at $18.89. It's actually up quite a bit here at 15%. So, uh, as I said before, make sure to click on the candies, get your candies for the day. 
Make sure you get those every day because if you miss one day, it resets you to 10 again. And just looking at the uh, overall market cap here, we're actually up again about 3% to 1.424 trillion US dollars. That's not that bad. Now, personally, I'm really looking forward to getting back up to 2.5 trillion where it was three months ago. Anyways, let's get to the news. John, how are you doing today? Doing good, doing good. Okay, I'm glad that you're here and I'm glad that we, we're doing this podcast again. Um, today we actually yeah yeah a lot of people the news um, before we got to it so let's get to the news so um, Rockefeller co-founder selling NFT for 10 million in Ethereum amid Jay Z's lawsuit this article written by Will Gottenden uh, last month Rockefeller Records sued co-owner Damon Dash for trying to sell an NFT tied to Jay Z's album Reasonable Doubt. Typically, when artists try to cash in by making an NFT of a song or an album, they're talking about a file, typically an image or video, associated with the music. An NFT is just a kind of unique cryptocurrency that's attached to a file. Buying an NFT gets you the token and a copy of the file, nothing more. But according to the Rockefeller's filing, Dash was allegedly trying to sell the ownership of the copyright to Reasonable Doubt along with the NFT. The label goes on to say that while Dash may own one third of the company, he does not own the copyright to any individual recordings and can't sell what he doesn't own. Now, instead of auctioning off the copyright to Reasonable Doubt, Dash is trying to auction off his entire stake in Rockefeller. Three days ago, he announced a new NFT called It's The Rock, which a description promises will be gifted to the highest bidder on Damon Dash's one-third interest in Rockefeller Inc. Damon Dash is auctioning off his one-third interest in Rockefeller Inc., which owns Reasonable Doubt, Jay-Z's first album, reads an explanatory blurb on the website dashinftgallery.io. Anyways, the point of this article really is down to, as we were talking about earlier, John, he's trying to do something illegal. <laughs> yeah, so this is an article that I, I believe I read uh, last month. And I, of course, that's where it says last month. But what I'm curious is it says Dash. Are we talking about the Dash, like the crypto Dash, or Dash like a private company? Oh, Damon Dash. Damon Dash, the person. <laughs> the person. Okay, I, I just saw Dash and Dash and Dash. I'm like, okay, is it Dash crypto or what's going on here? Yeah, I can kind of see this. It's that grab for cash, no pun intended. That's, um, yeah, that's all it is, man. Someone's just trying to get more money out of this whole situation. And they're definitely seeing the writing on the wall. I mean, was it uh, was it Jake Paul or someone uh, famous? I think it was Jake Paul. It might have been his brother who did $5 million in um, <clears throat> in NFTs in like a 24-hour period. Mm -hmm. You know, celebrities are definitely seeing the value of this thing. And, and, and those people who are very, very much interested in it are um yeah, well money hungry right they're looking for the the quick cash if i can make five million dollars oh. really quickly i think i would do it too but what he's doing is illegal so yeah what i would say is that messing with rockefeller records is the last thing you should be doing man that's something you do not mess with rockefeller is very powerful they're very smart they know they know where their money's going and if you're trying to take money from their pockets they're going to come after you exactly please please don't steal from your friends <laughs> So moving on to the next article here is uh, written by Jeff Benson. Amazon's Amazon says it's exploring cryptocurrency payments. 
This could be very interesting. Every once in a while, a job posting will kick off a flurry of rumors in the crypto space as industry watchers want to know whether a new mega corporation such as Apple or Facebook is set to adopt cryptocurrency payments. That happened today with Amazon, which recently listed a job posting for a digital currency and blockchain product lead to create a vision and roadmap for the new payment products. A subsequent statement shared with Decrypt and other media outlets by an Amazon spokesperson fanned the flames by suggesting the world's largest on online retailer is actively considering enabling cryptocurrency payments. Quote, we're inspired by the innovation happening in the cryptocurrency space and are exploring what could look like on, what could what this could look like on Amazon. The statement reads, we believe the future will be built on new technologies that enable modern, fast, and inexpensive payments and hope to bring that future to Amazon customers as soon as possible." End quote. Exploring can mean a lot of things for a huge company with near unlimited resources and thousands of employees. In particular, per the job posting, the digital currency and blockchain product lead should have experience in cryptocurrencies, central bank digital currencies, and distributive ledgers. The new hire is also expected to gain leadership, buy-in, and investment for new capabilities and develop a launch strategy for all which suggests uh, all of which suggests the company is taking a serious look at what crypto can offer. What do you think about this, John? Well, if you want to work for Amazon, now's your chance to work for Amazon and crypto. So I personally do subscribe, not subscribe, I do receive notifications about crypto jobs here in my area, which I live in San Jose, in the, in the Silicon Valley area. So I'm always looking for crypto jobs out here, seeing what's active, see who's hiring. And this morning, when that art, obviously reading the article, but this morning I received that that notification that Amazon was hiring for, for that position. I was like, oh, that's interesting. So yeah, Amazon, of course, they're going to get into it. They're a big, they're, it's another money grab. They, they want Everybody wants to get into crypto right now. That's where it's at. Uh, sooner, it's better now than than never. Yeah, well, I completely agree. This is funny because I get the notifications from the Amazon warehouse out here. They're like, "Hey, come work for Amazon for seventeen dollars an hour." I'm like, <laughs> "No." Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, but, but crypto. Now that, now that crypto, yeah, this would be pretty cool, actually. Um, yeah, I'm kind of curious what they what they plan on doing with that. Yeah, I hope they have other jobs. I hope that more companies. I know that I, it's not in the news right now, but there was another company that uh, uh, was it called asset management company. It was talking about hiring people into crypto positions, and they said they've never hired somebody to a crypto position for less than a hundred thousand dollars a year. So, so if you want big. some good money, yes. you want some good money, get into crypto. Start learning some coding. Go to what is it? Uh, Solidity Zombies. What was it called? I think it's Solidity Zombies. Learn, learn some basic, some oh, yeah. basic uh, coding. Yes, that's right. So, okay, let's uh, let's get to the next one here. So, how a, love this uh, one from also from Will Gottenson, uh, Sajin, uh How a twelve-year-old made over one hundred sixty thousand dollars in Ethereum on NFTs in just one day. Sorry for those of you who are just listening; you can't see the visuals here. Last month, we introduced you to a to. Uh, Jajesh Naik, a 13-year-old boy from Goa, India, who drummed up his own investment management program for cryptocurrency. Apparently, there's a market for tweens looking to get into crypto. This past week, a 12-year-old sold a series of original NFT icons for over $160,000. 
The NFT collection is Weird Whales, a set of pixelated whale icons inspired by a stock image. And the kid is Benjamin Ahmed. He's based out of London, out of a London suburb that one of Decrypt's English staffers described as, quote, small, quaint, and dull, end quote. I got interested in the NFT space because originally I thought it was cool as an online flex, said Ahmed. It was only later, after developing a respect for the digital first art style of popular NFT collections like CryptoPunks and Bored Ape Yacht Club, that he decided to make a collection of his own. For the uninitiated, an NFT is a kind of cryptocurrency, and I think we talked about this before, that can be attached to files on the internet as sold a proof of ownership. They've been around for years, but it's only in the past six months that they have achieved mainstream recognition in March. The $69 million sale of an NFT by the digital artist People made the front page of the Wall Street Journal. As with CryptoPunks and Board Ape Yacht Club, each weird whale image comes with its own set of distinct traits, some rare, some more valuable than others. The 1205th image in the collection, which is rainysniper.com, ranks as the eighth rarest of the 3,350 3, total weird whale NFTs, which recently sold for around 6,000 on the secondary market. And there is a picture of his Twitter feed, if you're not looking at this, with all his different weird whales. Kind of reminds me of uh, CryptoKitties, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm impressed. I'm impressed that this kid figured it out way. Well, am I? Yeah, yeah I am. I am. I am. I am. I'm, I'm very impressed. I mean, I've been in crypto for a while, and for some kid just to jump in. <laughs> okay, so and, how long has crypto been around? Hundred... As long as this kid's been yeah. alive? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's it's crazy, right? He was literally born it's... in 2009 because he's 12 years old now. So that's crazy. And I'm over here trying to sell my NFT book. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna sell it for a dollar. And I'll see if people will buy it. And I can't even get I can't even get sales on that. And this kid over here selling 160 grand, like that's insane. Yep. Man, teach me, please. Yeah. Please well, let me be a grasshopper. Sense, I would say it's probably like a TikTok thing or some kind of you know thing he's into on Reddit or something. It's like, oh, if you're if you have clout somewhere, you can sell kids, almost anything. Kids can figure it out, man. Kids, yeah. kids know it. So I'm really impressed by this kid too. I'm amazed. I'm really looking forward to what he does with that 160 grand he made. Oh yeah. I mean, obviously, because in, I mean, because in London it might be different, but even in the United States, it's going to go to his parents, not to him. He can't keep that. So, um, yeah. Let's let's just get to the next article here by uh, Jeff Benson again. Bitcoin ransomware victim Kaseya isn't saying how it got the key to stop attack. Kaseya, which sells its sells IT software to businesses all over the world, yesterday announced that it had obtained a universal decryptor key that can be used to undo the effects of a July 2nd ransomware attack that crippled its clients' operations. The hackers had demanded 70 million in Bitcoin, which was what, two Bitcoin? <laughs> uh, a Kaseya spokesperson told reporters that the tool came from a third party, a trusted third party, but declined to provide further details. Ransomware is a malicious software that locks users out of their computers, network, uh, computer networks until they pay the hackers responsible, often in Bitcoin, which can be sent without going through a bank where it would be easier to track the recipients. JBS USA, one of the largest meat packers in the US, paid 11 million in Bitcoin to Russian cyber criminals Reveal, or Revel, in June so that it could restart its meat plants and get one quarter of the nation's beef supply back into grocery stores. 
In May, Colonial Pipeline, which controls the flow of nearly half of the fuel along the eastern coastline, made a $4.4 million payment to another Russian-linked hack, hacking group, Darkside. In that instance, federal law enforcement officials were able to reach much, or pardon me, recover much of the ransom, according to Colonial's quick communication with the Department of Justice as a reason. So, yeah. Um, from, a, from an IT perspective, having been in IT for so long, um, I kind of look at like Mt. Gox as the quintessential example of what not to do. Um, but I can't blame Casillo 100%. And the reason I say that is because as much as, I mean, I work for Intel. If people don't know that already, I work for Intel. As much as Intel tries, and they do it all the time, they send out fake spam emails constantly to see if they can catch people. And if you get caught, you actually get rep reprimanded. So... They're so adamant about making sure that people do not click on bogus links. And that is, in my opinion, what happened to Kaseya. As much as you want to be um, you know, safe in everything you do, the, the best kind of hacking out there is social hacking. It's the easiest to do because you're tricking people. You're not just hacking their computer because keeping your computer network safe is not easy, but easier than making sure your employees don't click on things they're not supposed to click on. So um, that's a good, that's a good two Satoshis of the day. That's do not click the links. Yeah. All right. If you don't know who it's from, do not click the, the links. The other problem that really comes in, this is the thing that's probably most insidious when I was an IT admin before crypto even existed um, was a lot of people are, are really busy during the day and they, they're, they're thinking, Oh, did I get a, some, you know, like a spam email or a, a, a phishing email will come in as you received a package. Some people are actually expecting a package, and so they click the link thinking that it is correct, and it is not. Um, and so I, it, being conscientious and getting your job done is challenging. <laughs> so mm -hmm. um, it, I don't even know how to fix the, the social hacking problem. We're, we're trying. We just have to educate people. So I'm sorry that happened to Kaseya. I'm glad they got their key uh, to get back to their customers. Um, and yes, I, I'm 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 very bothered by the fact that there's so many greedy, evil people out there. Oh, it happens every day, every day. Yeah. I just want to plug in that uh, 70 million dollars worth of Bitcoin is roughly about 2,078 Bitcoin as today's value. So about two thousand, roughly two thousand. Yeah, yeah. About two thousand Bitcoin. Yeah, it's not very much. <laughs> uh, all right. So moving on to uh, Matt DeSalvo article, Binance US aims to copy Coinbase's playbook and go public. Binance CEO CZ. So the US arm, that's just the US part of Binance, of the world's biggest cryptocurrency exchange, Binance may go public via an IPO, the firm's CEO said today. Binance CEO Chengping Xiao said at Friday's online conference, redefine it tomorrow, that Binance US is looking at the potential IPO route to go public. He also said that Coinbase, the biggest US-based exchange, which became the first crypto company to go public and get it listed on NASDAQ in April, helped set up a playbook for crypto firms to do an IPO or do IPOs. Most regulators are familiar with a certain pattern or having headquarters, having corporate structure, but we are setting up those structures to make it easier for an IPO to happen, Xiao said. Uh, 
Kudos to Coinbase, he continued. In the U.S., there's a proper way to get VC money, raise money, and a proper way to run an exchange. There's no, there's a proper way for an operation to get recognized and get recognized on the NASDAQ. I think Binance U.S. entities are looking at that. So what's your opinion on this, John? What do you think that... Uh, like we were talking earlier, I was saying that it wasn't going to happen because I was thinking that it was going to be the whole entire Binance. And of course, the entire Binance has many branches. And it was that going to happen? No, but this is specifically talking about Binance US. Is it going to happen? They got to go through a lot of hoops. It's not going to be easy for them. It's going to be a pretty big challenge. Uh, will it happen eventually? Way down the road. They got to tighten up a lot of things. They got to show, they got to prove a lot of things. They got to show a lot of things. U.S., it, it doesn't joke around when it comes to this kind of stuff. I so It's a good gateway in a sense. I mean, uh, the, the whole point of going I, uh, IPO is to get more more funds, right, to make your company bigger. Yeah. Um, but then I'm, course, I'm, all, I'm all for that. Then you become subject to the public and not just, but the room is this is only one arm. This is, this is the U.S. arm of Binance. Mm -hmm. The right. you know, Hong Kong-based uh Binance.com is not going to be subject to the U.S. version of it. And then the Binance.org, which is the, the uh, DEX version, is not also going to be because it can't be. It's a DEX. That is, to those who don't know, decentralized exchange. So, yeah, uh, I think that uh, Binance U.S., it, as you say, maybe a while. It could be a year even until they get yeah. to that point. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to shoot for at least a year, if, if not more. Unless they've been doing this already and they just announced this to get more interest. We'll see. Let's move on. Um, so I'm very interested in this article. Axie's Infinity Tokens AXX surges to all new uh, new all-time high again. This is by Liam Frost. The price of AXS, the native token of the blockchain gaming platform Axie Infinity, has reached a new historic all-time high of $32.19 today, according to crypto metrics platform CoinGecko. As of at the time of this writing, AXX price has slowed as the token is trading at about $30.62, up 31%, well, roughly 31% over the past 24 hours. Axie Infinity is a Pokemon-like crypto game that allows players to collect and breed various fantasy creatures and pit them against other users' pets. It sounds like Pokemon, right? Uh, the game's popularity has been surging lately as Axie, one of the hottest crypto games on the market, making it one of the hottest crypto games on the market. Uh, further, each Axie pet is actually a non-fungible token, NFT, which is in itself is another booming sector in the crypto industry. So, um, just out of curiosity, John, it, would you play this game? I know you're into Pokemon. I, 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 I'm a big Pokemon fan. I love Pokemon. In fact, I was just playing it just like less than an hour ago before this podcast. Uh, <laughs> will, will I play this? Um... Probably not, only because it's on Ethereum, right? This is on Ethereum. Yeah. And Ethereum, to me, is out of my price range to be doing transactions. Now, if it was on a different platform, it was very affordable to do transactions. Like, keep in mind, when I was playing Ethermon, which is the game that's very similar to this, this is actually uh, Ethermon is a newer version of Ethereumon, right? Ethereumon kind of dried up because... They obviously didn't have the funds because nobody was able to do transactions. So they were bought out and renamed as Ethermon. And that still exists. They have then moved over to a different uh, blockchain that's a lot more affordable to to do those transactions. Obviously, gameplay cost, uh, it's a transaction. You know, in order for your for your monster to, to level up and upgrade and battle, you, you need transactions that cost money. 
I was doing things at somewhere between two to five cents per transaction. That was not, that's not going to happen anytime soon on, on Ethereum no. at all. I, no. I, I don't see it. So I'm not going to be paying a dollar, two dollars, three dollars for these transactions to happen. Now, if you got into, got into it early and you leveled up those guys and selling them on the secondary market, awesome. People are buying those things up like, like hotcakes and that's where you're making your money. Yeah, yeah, and it really be becomes at that point problematic because the um, uh, only people with a gargantuan sum of money can actually play. <laughs> but so I'm not I'm not saying that I wouldn't play it, but because it's on Ethereum, that's the reason why I wouldn't play it. If it was on a different platform, if there's another game just like this on a different platform that the transactions are very affordable, oh yeah, I would play that. Why? Because it's decentralized. I can keep my mons on on my in my wallet they're tethered into my wallet so my wallet can go anywhere right, right. forever forever right yep there's so no, that's that's no company, the reason why i like these games there's no company you know, that's tied to it's tied to the blockchain so yeah and that's what I, that's the reason i like it right same i understand it's the same thing with the gala games that i, I was into is, is it's all on the blockchain yes there is a company associated with it but the game will go on long past the existence of the company so the only thing the company provides, in fact, even, I think that was the whole point of Gala's uh, uh, Townstar was it's it's on the web. So even if the game goes down and it no longer exists, you can st you still have ownership of your NFTs and you can still sell those. Absolutely, they're yours forever, and the NFT market is you know, as long as that blockchain exists. Why not? So mm -hmm. all right, continuing on here, we get to. Um, Andrew Asmakov uh, with Bitcoin, a key trend for Twitter, says CEO Jack Dorsey. So Bitcoin Twitter is plug. one of the three key trends for Twitter's future. The social media platform's boss, Jack Dorsey, told investors during the company's Q2 earnings call on Thursday. As reported by TechCrunch, Dorsey told investors that it's hugely important to both Twitter and the shareholders to continue to look at the crypto space and invest aggressively in it. I think a big part of this future, a uh, big part of our future, said Dorsey. No, oh, pardon me. I think it's a big part of our future, said Dorsey. I think there's a lot of innovation above just currency to be had, especially as we think about decentralizing social media more and providing more economic incentive. Previously, Dorsey, a longtime crypto faithful, has repeatedly said that he sees Bitcoin as the native currency for the Internet. If the Internet has a native currency, a global currency, we are uh, to move so much faster, he said, pointing to Twitter's products such as Superfollows, Commerce, Subscriptions, and the Tip Jar. The Tip Jar was announced in May uh, this year uh, and is described as a new way for people to send and receive tips, considering Twitter's close ties with the payment firm Square, Another company helmed by Dorsey, the new feature looked like a perfect match. In late 2020 and early 2021, Square purchased a combined $220 million worth of Bitcoin to add to its corporate balance sheet. What would that be in total coins, John? Yeah, <laughs> 200 and, jeez, let's see here. It's going to be something like... Um, like about six thousand. Six thousand. All right. Six thousand. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't sound like that much, does it? <laughs> Anyways, um, this does kind of feel a little uh, product placementy because it's just promoting Twitter. But like I said, we've talked about before. But, Who what what I do want to say, what I do want to say 
is can you ex can you tell the viewers and listeners who Jack Dorsey is and why he has an association with Twitter and Square and Bitcoin? Because that's very important right there is who is this person? Well, he's kind of I mean, he's, a, he's the CEO of, of Twitter, but I mean, um, he's been a huge, huge cryptocurrency proponent for ages. Um, I don't know if I really think of him as like a Mark Cuban kind of person, even though he technically fits in that space. Um, say he sits shoulder and shoulder with uh, Mark Cuban for sure. Yeah, I I, 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 I would I say agree from a monetary standpoint, but I don't think of Jack Dorsey as being Mark Cuban esque. Mark Cuban is an investor for investment's sake. I know he's also a big cryptocurrency guy, but um, I always think of Jack Dorsey as being more interested in just furthering the ideas that he he's involved in. Yes, it's, he's in obviously he's in Square and he's in Twitter. And the reason he's in Square is because it's a money thing, right? And so is he, I guess it's just my impression. I'm Maybe he is just as shoulder to shoulder as Mark Cuban is. But I always think of Mark Cuban more as just a money guy. And I think of Jack Dorsey as more of a tech guy than just a money guy. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Well, uh, what about uh, the Cash App? That's part of Square, isn't it? Honestly, I don't know. Maybe it is. I I think it's part of the Cash App. And I believe, uh, I don't know. You know what? I got. I have to look it up. Give me a second here. Okay, it, uh, might, it might be. It might be. I, I know that. Um, I, probably was the you know competition. I think it was, like, was it Twitter owned? Not Twitter. Um, PayPal owns Venmo, and so maybe this is you know Cash App was just the the foray into crypto and, and yeah. So it is Square. Good. Then it is probably the direct competition with Venmo. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's like one of the things that that Dorsey brought to fruition is is the Cash App, and I love the Cash App. For the listeners, and viewers out there, if you haven't gotten into the Cash App, I recommend it. And by the way, there is a referral link uh, in this episode for the yep. Cash App. The reason being is because it's it's awesome. Why I like it because there is no app that compares to the Cash App when you're buying Bitcoin. You literally buy it. And you can withdraw at that same exact moment once once it obviously clears uh, uh, the transactions, right? You can withdraw that. You don't have to wait 5, like 10, Hood. 15 days. It's not like Robinhood where it's stuck inside Robinhood. Cash app, when you buy the crypto, it's your crypto. It's not the company's yeah. spreadsheet of your crypto. So that's a very good very good selling point for uh, why Cash App is awesome. So moving Jack on to Dorsey. something similar. Reddit taps layer two solution to scale its Ethereum-based tokens. This is by Liam Frost. Reddit has announced that it is now using scaling solutions Arbitrum to scale its Ethereum-based community points tokens called Moons and Bricks. If you're using it Reddit at all, you probably know what this is. We are scaling Reddit's community points with Arbitrum. Today, we are developing a new layer two rollup using Arbitrum's technology. We will be Testing the scaling network on top of Rinkby, Rinkaby, all right, I can spell it, both uh, before migrating to the Ethereum mainnet, Reddit administrators revealed today. Arbitrum is one of several rollups that are currently being developed for Ethereum. In essence, they aim to take some of the load off Ethereum's main network by executing transactions off chain. The name was chosen because solutions literally roll up multiple transactions to fit them in a single block. The popular discussion board tied up with Ethereum Foundation in January 
to explore different ways Reddit could leverage cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology. The primary focus has always been on the discussion board's community points, which for users, which use, pardon me, which users earn for posting quality posts. Initially, Reddit had deployed Arbitrum to top off the Rinkeby testnet to try to get it, try it out and plans to migrate it to Ethereum's mainnet in the future if anything if everything goes according to plan. Ultimately, the integration should help speed up transactions of moons and bricks and even reduce gas fees. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's I like this article. I like this article. So um, yeah, what was I going to say? So it's op it's basically optimistic rollups. What they're trying to do is the biggest issue with with uh, POW pr uh, proof of work uh, and blockchain is that when you get a blockchain that's very popular, the blocks fill up fast. So you get, you get too many transactions in, in the block that are just there's so much data. There's so much there's so much bytes in in, in each block that it fills up, and you can't get any more transactions. Therefore, you start getting miners that are charging a higher fee which makes you as a person trying to make that transaction, you're forced to pay more for that transaction. It sucks, it sucks, period. So when you have when you have these sec, uh, secular uh, solutions coming up, like optimistic rollups or uh, this, what, what is it called? Arbitrum? Arbitrum. Arbitrum, yeah, Arbitrum. Arbitrum. it's just a rename, Arbitrum, but it, what it is, it's optimistic rollups, which you're just pretty much going to, uh, what was it? Uh, you're making the, you're making it faster, making it more private, uh, and you're making the contracts more scalable. Obviously, you're, you're tethering everything in a nice little tight bundle, and, and you get multiple transactions into one single transaction, which makes it very nice and alleviates all the, the bottlenecking in each each block, which is a beautiful thing. I love it. Yeah, I'm glad that they're doing this for, for Ethereum. Ethereum already has its issues. I mean, it's like there are better coins coming out, Dynamo, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, they're not popular but, yet. They're not being heavily used. And that's and that's what I'm saying from the beginning is that it's every every blockchain has is is going to have this issue if they become very popular. So it's not only Ethereum; it's every blockchain. If they can add this into in, into their their main chain, see, this is second layer. See, this is still not on main chain. So main chain is still going to have the same issue it's it's, it's had since since it became popular. Yep. So that's that's the issue. It's it's nice. It's second layer. You got to be able to find a company or a software that utilizes this type of software, so you can so you can integrate your Ethereum wallet into it. Other than that, Ethereum is still the same thing; it hasn't been fixed. Yeah, the problem the problems we, we see in general. I mean, we're grateful that Bitcoin, Ethereum, and such exist. They made inroads to, or rather, outroads out of uh, the traditional finance space. But now that this is a beginning to mature. You know, financial space. We need to expound on the capabilities that these decentralized chains have, and that's what's happening. That's what this layer two solution is. So, so uh, now for our last article today from Liam J. Kelly: Critical issues with Thorchain after second hack in a week. It's not <laughs> bad for Thorchain. In a short message attached to a transaction, a hacker wrote that there will be multiple critical issues with Thorchain and that they could have taken much more than the $8 million that was stolen today. Instead, the attacker wanted to teach a lesson to the developers behind the protocol. Thorchain is a Cosmos-based blockchain protocol and a decentralized crypto exchange akin to Uniswap, but it allows traders to swap assets that may not exist on the same blockchain. If you want to trade 
to Bitcoin, uh, we want to trade Bitcoin for Ethereum without using a custodian like Coinbase, you can do it using ThorChain. This cross-chain capability called ChaosNet was fully released on Mainnet in April. Unfortunately, the complexity of ChaosNet and the speed at which the team has rolled out this product has been problematic. On July 16th, the DeFi project had to pause the network following a similar multi-million dollar hack. The ThorChain team has been, recent, has been quick to react on both occasions. Regarding today's exploit, they announced that the losses will be subsidized by the project's treasury. They will again pause the network and seek out additional reviews with its audit partners. Other members of the cryptocurrency uh, also commented on the speed at which ThorChain is advancing. So I, without going too much further, since not much further this article, it's really just teething problems. You know, ThorChain is trying to solve a problem uh, to allow cross-chain uh, trading, and they don't have all their ducks in a row, and someone's taking advantage of that, unfortunately. Pull down a bit to the Unichain part. Sure. Right there, right there, Unichain. So that's the biggest issue right there, is that don't copy an open source product that already has issues. Uniswap V1 and V2 has already had issues. They've already had hacks. That's why when Uniswap V3 came out, they went private. They own they own the the rights to that. They they are not showing their code, and they are secure. They haven't been they haven't been hacked. But everybody else, obviously, Uniswap is very popular. Everybody else wants to copy that, so they go back to the old code. They copy and paste that, do a little modification, not knowing well. They should know because this is this happens every single time. Pretty much every block wants to copy Uniswap and do that. And guess what? They get hacked. They get hacked. They get hacked. So what I'm trying to tell you, my two Satoshis of the day for the first time, is if you see a company out there saying, "Hey, we're trying to make an exact copy of Uniswap, but we're going to rename it to, um, you know, Buffalo Swap or Otter Swap," <laughs> be careful with that. Be careful with that because they're probably copying some bad code. You know. And it's, it's the rush to it's it's the money grab like so many of the other articles we talked about today. It's just people getting greedy and they're not really thinking. They're thinking, oh, I'll get away with it. Like, yeah, that's what the hackers thought too, and they did get away with it, unfortunately. So, hey, if you I don't know if sell your crypto, just 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 sell it to me. I'll, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I don't <laughs> mind. Diamond hands. Diamond <laughs> hands holding forever. That's right. No one's getting money out of you, at least not for another decade. At least, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, or not uh, any crypto out of me. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. No crypto, right? Uh, so, this is it. Uh, I don't think we really have yeah. anything else to make a point about. Uh, this is the news. I don't want to. I don't want to make these episodes too long. We, we could probably easily talk for an hour, but that's kind of the point. But uh, I know that uh, there's been a lot of requests, a lot of demand for uh, us to do this more often, and it would probably be good if I had more time. <laughs> yeah. That's the but thing we got to jump on more often. Yeah, for sure. We definitely for sure. But it was good. Running. So yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, if, if, for any, I guess for any of the listeners out there that want to join the C3 Media team, we yeah. definitely need some more some more co-hosts to come out here, jump on, and, and chit chat some crypto with us. Obviously, you got to be crypto motivated and come out. And it's right now it's all on a voluntary basis. No one's being paid. I don't get paid for this, and I've been into it. What uh, what a year and a half. Two years, I, I think Jake. You've been alone, but I mean, either media. Yeah, well, and crypto, crypto in itself, and, and giving out information like this, it's been, well, I would say a decade at least. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've definitely been in it quite some time. Not quite as long as you, John, but you know. Anyways, yeah, it's it's a it's a love of the tech. 
yes, there's money involved. Of course, there is. That crypto definitely has that part. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm for the tech. I'm for the the purposes and the function. If it makes me say, on the side, I'm not disappointed. Yeah, of course, I, I wouldn't be either. So for anybody listening or watching, we do have a new partner in in uh, the Discord Club C3. We do have uh, Pun Jedi. I call him DJ Pun. He's now hosting every Friday afternoon around 6 p.m. Pacific time. A nice little, uh, pretty much a party. It's like going out to the club, but instead of you do it in, in Discord. Actually, can you show that? Yeah, there you go. So right now, <laughs> right now they are still partying. We just finished up right there and decided to do the podcast here. But they're still in there. They're still in there. There's how many people in there? At least 10 people in there, right? And it was way more than that. It was probably twice as much as that. So that's pretty cool. And there's a bunch of airdrops going on. That's They're having fun. They're chit-chatting. They're having their own time. So DJ Pun, thank you for doing that. That's awesome. While we're out here doing this podcast. Yep. Yeah, And even even the creator of uh, Dynamo's in there, Sean Neal. So hey, if you want to talk to a creator of the latest coin, you can talk to this guy. Uh, so anyways... Uh, as we always say at the end of the at the end of the podcast, uh, stack sats and huddle. Adios. Adios. <laughs>